Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by Riley Dandy to talk all about her Netflix movie, That's More. And I wanted to start by talking about the initial kind of connectivity that you found with this character, because I've heard you mention that you really felt like this was a character that you could bring a lot of yourself to. And so even when you were first auditioning for the role, how did that really help you in terms of just having a little bit of information, but starting to see that connective tissue and, and really having a clear idea early on of who this character might be for you? Yeah. So she, so Sophia, the first thing that I recognized, even just from like the one audition scene that I read, um, was that she's sarcastic and dry. And sometimes if she doesn't say what she means correctly the first time, then people can think she's just being an absolute jerk. Um, and I, I can relate to that a little bit. I, many times I'll go to make a joke and it doesn't quite land. And so I have to explain it. And I feel like um, in that way, she and I were very similar straight off the bat. And, um, yeah, so immediately I was like, I know who this is. And did you find that that element of sarcasm as well also helped you because you're watching a character who's putting a lot of walls up around herself after everything and her life falls apart. And so did you find that you were able to lean into that more heavily as, as part of those walls that she's building around herself as a defense mechanism? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, it's interesting because like, you know, throughout the film, you see those walls starting to come down. But in the beginning, I, I was just like, I was really looking forward to her being able to bring those walls down because we filmed quite in sequence um, for the most part, which is like a huge blessing for an actor. And I was so excited to get to the later part of the movie because there would be all these like incredible group scenes you know the cooking classes are hysterical and I had to be such a butthead the whole time and I was like I'm I'm ready to to be able to like smile and laugh at these people um but yeah I I definitely related to to where she was in the beginning of the movie and I believe that part of your preparation was also, um, you know, kind of like already knowing how to cook, but but kind of learning how to cook a lot of Spanish dishes so that you could build that trajectory of her becoming more adept with those sorts of recipes throughout the film. Um, what were some of the elements around that that helped you in terms of preparation when you were developing the character early on? So I actually, I, I took a cooking class um, because I, like you said, like I'm, I'm quite familiar with cooking, but with Spanish dishes, not really. Um, and so there's this incredible company called the chef in the dish um, that I took a cooking class from and they're so phenomenal. And I felt like that helped me kind of like wrap my brain around what we were doing. Cause there was a scene in the movie where we're learning how to like properly cut with a knife. And I didn't know how to do that. And I was like, I'm going to look like an idiot, which I guess works for the movie, but I didn't want to make the teacher look bad. So um I had to learn from a professional how to actually do that. And it's hard. I have like a newfound respect for chefs and cooks and line cooks and all of the things. I love that. You know, and, and obviously at the beginning of the movie, when we meet her in those first few scenes for Sophia, everything is kind of not a hundred percent where she wants it to be going, but things are in a good place for her. And so was that the starting point of where you wanted to build her up? Or were you looking at, you know, who she is for that next, large portion of the movie where everything's fallen apart like what was the best inroad for you to start from in building her um I I honestly with Sophia in the very beginning before everything hits the fan um I was just looking at it from the standpoint of like just being content 
in life when things are kind of trucking along and like you're not super excited or like stimulated by what's going on, but it's good enough. Um, and I think that for myself, that's what helped me start at a good baseline for when everything goes wrong. It's upsetting because it's going wrong, but it's also like, wait a second, there's, there's been no passion in my life. There's been no, I'm not actually pursuing my dreams. And I think that gives us a nicer roller coaster to go on as opposed to everything perfect already, you know? And obviously everything's falling apart emotionally, but also there's physical elements to that in your performance and some of the scenes as well. Um, and so how did you look at going into those physical scenes, you know, like when she's leaving her job after having just been let go and, and kind of crashing into the wall or falling down the stairs when she walks in on her boyfriend? Yeah. So I, I love physical comedy. Like I, it gets me every time. Um, and it's so simple, but it's so funny. And with the leg break, I had an incredible stunt double. So I cannot take credit for that. She did such a great job of making that fall look so brutal. Um, but with the like knocking into the other person in the office, um, that was something that just like came up that day and, um, through like improv and playing with it. And I just think it added so much to it. Like this girl seems so clumsy. And I think it's the funniest thing ever. I think that's so great as well, that there's space for things like that to come up day of. Was was that kind of a common theme in working with Sean, who's the director of the film, that there was always that opportunity to bring new ideas into the foreground, even when you were going into filming scenes day of? Yeah, totally. Um, Sean, who's incredible. Um, I don't know if you know this, but he's known as the dancing director. And he's like very big on like being in your body and being able to freely express who this character is in every single way. And um, yeah, he was so great about giving everyone room to play. And like, you'd try something and he'd be like, okay, do it bigger, do it bigger. And, and, you know, you can always scale back if you need to. Um, but I think we see a lot of the improv in the cooking classes because the casting for that, for those scenes was so incredible and everyone's so different. And we were pissing ourselves while we were filming those because like everyone's just so funny and he was allowing everyone to just fully be present and there and like goof around however we wanted. So yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful to him actually for that. Cause I think I, I learned a lot about improv as well on set. That's so great, you know, and I love that that was the dynamic and the rapport that you had in that collaboration. Um, did the two of you spend a lot of time getting to talk about character or kind of rehearse certain scenes before you went into filming or was it very much having to kind of show up on set and dive into a lot of it? Yeah, so we we chatted on the phone beforehand and um, discussed Sophia and that's, that's one of my favorite parts because um, like imagining how a character looks visually is very important for my prep and he completely held space for that and like going back and forth. Um, and then obviously I went back and forth with like wardrobe as well. Elizabeth Jett, who's a magic worker. Um, she was very on board with like visually what we want to see in her outfits and um, yeah. But other than that, like it was kind of showing up to set and being like, all right, what are we going to do today? Like, let's, let's play. And that in a sense was, a little bit scary the first couple of days, especially this being my first time leading a film. Um, I was just like 
God, I hope this is good. God, I hope this is good. And um, as it progressed, I, I was just having a blast, which for me is the place that I enjoy working from. Um, so I feel very lucky that this was kind of my first experience with that. That's so great. You know, and you're bringing up the, the costume and the wardrobe and that obviously tracks through her journey as well. You know, it's, there's a moment where everything's falling apart and she's in sweatpants. And then there's the moment where she starts to really think about how she looks in front of Matthias when she's realized that she has feelings. And, yeah. and so costume really kind of matches a lot of that journey. So what were some of those elements of the visual aspect of the character that were really important to you when you were having those conversations with the costume team? Honestly, color. Um, color's a big one. You see it not only in her, um, clothing, but you also see she like starts to put a little lip on and, you know, like it's, these are such small things, but they really do make a difference. And I, I also wanted to stress that I don't think she was, I don't think she was doing this for Matias. Mm -hmm. I think she was doing it for herself. Like you, I just didn't want it to be like, oh, this guy's interested in me. So I better start dressing up. Like, I think for her, she just needed to feel good. And I think she didn't, she hadn't felt good in a really long time. And, um, so Elizabeth Jett and I spoke about, uh, you know, like neutrals, grays, uh, just a little bit more, not even dark, but just like drearier colors in the beginning. And then by the time you get to the end, she's got a red lip on and an orange and red dress and her hair's done and she's got lashes on. And like, I think putting, that side by side with where she starts in the beginning, um, it's satisfying. You know, it's it's just as satisfying as the emotional arc as well. And that idea that you're you're bringing up there of her doing things for herself, not for anyone else as well, um, is also so great when it comes to the chemistry because it's not something where she goes into this cooking class or any situation looking for something. And so there's kind of a different dynamic to the chemistry at the beginning. It's very relaxed. It's very comfortable. You know, nobody's looking for anything out of both of them. Um, and then it shifts and becomes something different. And so how did you want to play those different versions of what that flirtation looks like when it's just two people who don't really know each other, but clearly have a great sense of humor and connectivity with one another versus, you know, when we get to the point where they do really know each other and they're both actively pursuing one another. Yeah. She, I mean, she had been with her high school sweetheart from high school until she's nearly 30. So in my mind, I was like, she would have no idea how to flirt anymore. Like she would have no clue. Um, so I love the idea of her and Matias. It's almost like little kids who like each other, but like bully each other instead. And there's something about that that I think is very relatable. Cause I think a lot of adults still are like uncomfortable in what to do with their hands when they're flirting or wanting to come off sexy or, you know, like I relate to it at least. Um, so I think both Isaac and I, um, who plays Matias, we were both very on board with like the push pull aspect of their relationship. Cause he's, he's quite open from the beginning, I feel. Um, and he was just like the perfect partner to have for that kind of bullying. He took it very well. You know, also with, with that in mind, with what you're just saying about, you know, not knowing what to do with your body and those sorts of situations for her as a character. Um, how did that change the way that you wanted the body language between the two of you to look during those different points at the beginning when she's kind of a little bit uncertain about that. And then again, when she just becomes much more comfortable and more tactile around him. Yeah, I think, I think that honestly, it made it very easy for me because around the time she starts opening up to Matias, she gets her cast taken off. And 
having that moon boot on my foot um, during the first portion of filming was really helpful for feeling awkward in my body because it is like it was it was as awkward as, as it gets like it's very hard to feel sexy in a cast um so as soon as that came off i think the freedom that comes along with moving in your body again um just made it easy that's so great you know and, and you're bringing up isaac there who plays matthias um what was the dynamic between the two of you kind of similarly did you do any chemistry reads or connect with each other before you were filming or what was that initial kind of connective thread that you really found in your performances alongside each other um for us on a personal level, our humor is like the exact same. So on set, we were just having a blast. Um, but we did do a chemistry read and I think there were like three or four guys that I read with and they were all incredible, but it was just like so clearly Isaac that when we read it just, I immediately, I mean, he's very attractive. Everyone knows that, but he's so kind and warm. And I immediately felt that when we read together um, and then meeting him in person, he completely surpassed my expectations of everything that he was. And, um, he has a lovely wife. We like went on a double date with my fiance and I and them. And, um, yeah, I think we started off as friends, which is what made it so great coming to set the first day and feeling like we already knew each other. Um, and we also had to do that because we did film our intimate scene the first day of filming together. So I don't know whose idea that was, um, but it did make it easier that we knew each other already. There's also a really lovely relationship between Sophia and her mom in the film, you know, and it is very much, you know, it's just the two of them. And so there's that real unique closeness between the two of them in that, that place as well. And just that idea of everything's fallen apart. And the first thing she does is, is go back home and, and kind of back to the nest almost. And so what were the important aspects of that relationship that you really wanted to create, especially given that at the beginning, she's just very resistant, just wants to hide under the covers and her mom's the one kind of gradually pulling her out into the world. Yeah. Um, Nancy Linehan, who plays Lainey, um, she is like my absolute queen. I am obsessed with this woman. Um, she helped me get through this shoot so easily because I, I felt like she was my mom. Like she's hysterical and warm and, and so just like intentional with all of her choices. And she taught me so much. And, um, I think so many times in films, we don't see like healthy parental relationships, um, that aren't surface. I feel like very many times we see like a mom on screen and she's like, Hey honey, here's your lunch. Have a good day. And that's kind of it. Whereas like we get to see both of these women going through life and, and struggles that they've had to go through. And, um, I'm very, very close with my mom. So filming this with Nancy in the middle of a pandemic when I couldn't see my mom was incredibly therapeutic for me. And um, we're still like BFFs until this day. And I go over to her house and she teaches me how to sew and we drink root beer and we just had lunch together in Paris. It's I'm just obsessed with her. That's amazing. Yeah. There's also There's also, you know, even beyond 
the moments that we see on screen for your character. There's kind of reference to things happening off screen. So, you know, there's more than one time where she talks about, you know, how much she's been crying and just laying in bed. And obviously we're not seeing like a full montage of those moments. What were some of the spaces between what we saw on screen with details like that, that were really helpful for you to dive into in terms of just thinking about your character and, and kind of where she was at between the scenes and the different moments in the film? Yeah, I, I think um, I keep a journal for every character that I play. And that's, I mean, it's different for everybody, but that's extremely helpful for myself. Um, because, you know, in, in a romantic comedy, especially, we kind of, you got to get things moving. And so we don't have time to see the the lamenting and the, you know, the suffering and all of that. And um, I, I we always say that, you know, there is no light without the dark. And I think this movie would not be what it is if, if I had not been able to delve into the darkness that Sophia had gone through. Um, so I just keep it all in my journal and, you know, you show up to set and you may be filming something really funny that day or the Zumba class, for instance, like, you know, that's such a fun environment. Um, but in the beginning of the movie, when I'm sitting in the Zumba class with my arms crossed and my hoodie on, as much as myself would love to be joining in on that, you know, you just have to put yourself in the mind frame of like, this is the dumbest thing you could be doing with your time at this moment. And I'm definitely related to that at times. Um, so yeah, just keeping that in mind. And I have my little cheat sheet on set that I look at and uh, make sure to, you know, get to where I need to be mentally. I love that point that you were just bringing up about the pacing of it and kind of needing things to keep moving because it's the the tone, the voice, the genre and kind of the connectivity to the audience in terms of how the story is being told. And so with that in mind, what how did you how did you kind of find the delicacy and the balance of, you know, OK, this is where her guard's going to come down a little bit. This is where she's going to kind of feel a little bit more confident in herself. This is where she's going to be able to put one foot in front of the other a little bit because you kind of you don't want to do it all too soon, but you also don't want it to drag on either and so it's really about finding the balance within the scenes throughout the film yeah that's a very good point um I think for this specifically we very first see Sophia start to like step out of her comfort zone a little bit when she goes to the cooking class without her mom yeah. um because I think she's just like relied on everyone else to make her feel safe she relied on Richard now she's relying on her mom and that's the first time we see her take a step out on her own. And I think that opens her up a little bit. And um, it's really about opening her up to new opportunity and showing up for herself. And I think that's what I wanted to focus on throughout the film instead of like the romance aspect, because that will come if you're open to life happening to you, you know? And um yeah, I think throughout the film to like, I wanted to like rev the en engine a little bit, but not fully, you know, stick my stick my foot on the pedal. Forgive that metaphor. Um, but yeah, I think I was just trying to be as mindful as possible of like giving it a little bit, giving it a little bit, and then letting it all come out at the end. 
And and I love that idea of, you know, it's all about her showing up for herself because one of the things that she talks about at one point is the fact that she feels like people haven't ever taken her seriously. And she's talking a lot about work, but it feels like something that she's saying about work and life and, you know, feeling judged for her age or her gender out in the world and, and the way that people have looked at her. Do you feel like that's something that you wanted her to be able to fully shed by the end? Or did you feel like there's still going to be some aspects of it because that's just a natural part of day to day? Yeah, I mean, look, I think any female in particular um, can attest to that feeling. Uh, I think no matter what your job is, no matter whether you're a stay-at-home mother or, you know, a a fully-fledged corporate professional, no matter where you are, I do feel like um, women are going to be judged for something. And um, so I think Sophia going on after this, it's still going to happen to her, but I think it's about letting it roll off your back and being self-assured enough and self-aware enough to not really care and, and don't let it get in the way of you pursuing what you want and what your purpose is and your dreams. And I think I actually learned a lot from Sophia in that sense, because there's no reason why we can't have everything we want. And then some, you know, Absolutely. And when it comes to her relationship with her ex, um, you know, it's it's great that there is that scene for that reconnected moment and her having the power to look back at it and kind of be like, actually, this really isn't what I want. And this wasn't the right place. And I thought there was a lot of maturity in that moment where she points out, well, you cheated on me because there were issues that you couldn't communicate. Um, and so how did you view the relationship that she had looking back reflectively versus the beginning where it's just the emotional fallout from what's happening in that instant? And you know, I was sharing a home with this person and now I don't have anywhere to live. So I'm going to go back to my mom's. Yeah, I think at least for my, I can only speak for myself, but I, you get so comfortable in certain situations that you think it's all you deserve. And then once you step away from that, you're like, where have I been? I'm amazing. <laughs> like I, and you know, I think everything that we go through is a chain reaction of something. And I think she kind of realizes in that moment that she's, yes, it may have been Richard's fault that he chose to break her heart, but it's a reflection of her as well, not having the availability or the access to realize how amazing and she, she is and how much she deserves. And I do think there's a sense of maturity that comes along with that when you're finally like, this is what I deserve. This is what I want. I accept nothing less. Um, and my hope for Richard's character is that he's able to self-reflect a little bit and change his way. And did you have a sense going in when you first started filming this, you, you know, you were mentioning before how you did have that luxury of being able to shoot mostly chronologically. Did you have a sense of, okay, this is where I envision her being emotionally as a character by the end of the film, or was it something where you actually found more aspects of what you wanted to build into that end version of her as a character as you went along through filming? That's such a great question. Cause I feel like in your prep, you have a whole plan of how it's all going to go. And then you get set and it all goes out the window. Um, Yeah, I I actually initially wanted her to be a bit more open like way earlier on. And then you get to set and you're like, no, 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 no. That's not, (laughs) that's not gonna work here. And with the incredible guidance of, you know the entire team working to make this film, um, it just starts to come together naturally. And 
And when you're working alongside such incredible actors as well, like it just guides you. Um, so yeah, I, I think in, in my initial prep for this, I was like, she's going to be open. She's going to be confident. She's going to be ready for whatever. And, um, that may seem what she is at the end, but I, I do think, you know, she's human. She does. She's not going to have rainbows flying out of her bottom anytime soon, any, any quicker than any of the rest of us, you know? And even the fact that she's applied to a school in Spain, it doesn't feel like that's a choice that she's making purely for him, which yeah. I kind of loved as well. And so how did you set about making sure that the version that you were creating of her still felt like it was, you know, what you were saying earlier about it was still her showing up for herself, even though she's like, I'm going to move to Spain where you live, that it wasn't her chasing after somebody. Yeah, I think that could have so easily been like, I'm moving for this man, I'm following him. But I think she's also like never been outside of California. And so then she meets this guy who happens to be from Spain. And I think she's just realizing that like, there's so much of the world and life that she hasn't experienced yet. And she happens to know this guy that lives in Spain. And if that works out great, but if not, I, I would like to imagine that she would be 100% fine. Um, but they're so cute together. So hopefully Hopefully it does work out. Hopefully if we do a sequel, we get to see. I hope so too. And you know, you, you brought up earlier that this is the first time that you're leading a feature film and you really are in every single scene of, of the movie. Yeah. And so how did that, that change or evolve the way that you work traditionally and you know, very much just bringing the foundation of the way that you work on every character, but just evolving it a little bit for the fact that you are in production longer, spending a lot more time with this character and probably building a little bit more of an in-depth arc. Yes. Um, that was a big learning curve for me. Um, another thing was realizing that, um, everyone else who is coming in for a couple of days or a week, um, there's more time to like bond with everyone on set. And I have massive FOMO. I, I want to be a part of everything and anything. And there were so many times where everyone's like together and laughing and having a great time. And then I'd have to get pulled away to work. And I was like, right, right, right. That's what I'm here for. Yep. And so I think the biggest learning curve for me was the scheduling and really like taking care of yourself physically is, is massive and like staying healthy and having a cheat sheet and knowing I, I write everything down in my journal. So depending on what scene we're shooting, I can flip to that scene look at my notes that I've taken and put myself where I need to be mentally and emotionally. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to, uh, lead another film that'll be coming out later this year after this. And this set me up to go forward and be confident with whatever I do from here on out and, and know that I can take care of myself in the process. That's amazing. Well, I'm so glad it was such a fantastic experience. Excited to see the next project that you have coming out at the end of this year. And thank you so much for talking about it. Really appreciate it, Riley. Thank you. You're so great. <laughs>